to the Grow Edition Sports Podcast. Wherever you may be and however you're listening, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your day and giving the show a listen. I have a great show for everyone today. I have Sean Lurie from Sports Thread coming on the show in the next 10 minutes. I'm pretty excited to have him. Um, you know, Sean and I, we met uh, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is around six, seven years ago. And, you know, he's a great guy then. He still is a great guy now. Uh, I was, you know, very uh, happy to be able to catch up with them. Uh, he's doing some great things with uh, Sports Thread. And uh, obviously, I'll let him. He's going to come on the show and he's going to go over what Sports Thread is. But, yeah, man, you know, it's uh, changing the world. Seriously. Changing the way uh, people look at uh, young student athletes. And, uh, you know, I'm very excited to have him come on the show. And I appreciate him coming on because, you know, he's such a very busy guy. But it's great to see that, you know, he has a change, great personality, a uh, very smart uh, individual, and I'm ha- very happy to have him on the show. So that'll he'll be up uh, within the next 10 minutes of today's show. Um, I'm going to be going over just a couple things real quick, um, you know, just to let everyone know. Uh, you know, I'm going to go over a little bit of Cowboys, Cowboys uh, football talk, as well as uh, Joe's power picks. Uh, last week, we didn't have a, such a great week, but I'm going to go ahead and give you my guarantees on some of the games that will break down for the upcoming NFL week. Real quick before I get into this, I just want to go ahead and give you all my daily plugging. Follow Critical Condition Sports on Instagram at Critical Condition Sports, on Twitter at Condition Talk. And if you're looking for that extra bit of content, I have a YouTube channel, which I'll have linked in the description below. And, you know, that's just uh, if you want to get that extra sports content, I do uh, weekly breakdowns on multiple different things. You know, I have a video up now, which is the best quarterback that you haven't heard of yet. And my latest video was the top seven Super Bowls of the last decade that just posted on. So I'm going to go ahead and leave that link below. That way you can get that extra content. And if you enjoy that YouTube content as well, obviously, please remember to subscribe. Thanks for listening today. So let's get right to it. So, Dallas Cowboys. So, earlier in this week, and uh, Tuesday show, I went on and I talked about Dak Prescott and what the future should be for him. I've got a little bit of pushback on that, but not as much as I thought. I think that a lot of people would agree that if you're the Cowboys and you're in position with a top 12 pick in the draft, I feel like you should just move off Dak, trade him, and start really looking at having a soft rebuild when it comes to the players and the salary cap that you have, I feel like it's going to be time to move off some players. Um, you know, I think Amari is way overpaid. I think you should keep Zeke. And, you know, I feel like some of those defensive players like Demarcus Lawrence and, uh, you know, Jalen Smith haven't really played up to those big money contracts that they've gotten. No, I don't think they'll cut those. But I think that the one casualty that I would definitely get rid of would be Amari Cooper. I would definitely try to move him around because if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you know, you have you have the receivers to be able to make up for that. I went over, you know, last year, uh, next year, so I'm sorry, receiving core that's going to be available and it's going to be a stacked free agent class. So I would really caution the Cowboys uh, to think about moving forward with Amari Cooper and Dak Prescott. I don't think that the Cowboys should trade him because of this injury, because this injury shouldn't defy uh, define who Dak is as a player. I think Dak's a great leader, but I've seen everything that I need to see from Dak. I feel like, you know, he's got uh, certain limitations. And again, from the Cowboys, the thing that makes the most sense is to move off Dak. Why do you want to pay him a crazy amount of money? Heck, why do you want to pay him $33, $34 million a year for that matter? 
when if you can position yourself to have a high draft pick, and this is what I wish the Patriots would have done this year, but you know, you finish in the top 12, top 14 picks, and you unload the ammunition to be able to get yourself in the top three. And if you're Dallas, you are in a good position to be able to get yourself, you know, that, uh, you know, top, at least the top three quarterback uh, prospect coming out of college next year. When you look at the teams that are ahead of you, you know, um, looking at it, you know, we know for a fact that the Jets are going to be looking for a quarterback. The Falcons are going to be looking for a quarterback. We know that a lot of teams would move off their individual quarterbacks just so they can have an opportunity to lock their team up for the future when it comes to, uh, you know, these college quarterbacks. You know, the Giants are more than likely going to be looking to move off Daniel Jones, uh, the Lions, the Broncos, the Vikings. So it's all about leaping those teams and putting your team in a position for the future. Even if you get the third best quarterback in that draft class, Trey Lance, I still think he's a better version of Dak Prescott. They both have brought the same arm. Trey Lance has better mobility. Kid's an athlete, more athletically built than Dak Prescott. And I feel like with this system, with everything that Dak's gotten, you know, a top eight offensive line, you have, regardless, a top five receiving core. Even if you get rid of Amari and you're able to sign like a Chris Godwin and A.J. Green, it's going to be around the same, if not maybe a slight drop off, but it's still going to be good receivers to, to be able to throw out there. I mean, you can get a Juju Smith-Schuster. From the Steelers, who was a solid number two, and you know, teamed up with Gallup and CD Lamb, who they both seem to keep improving, that wouldn't be a bad thing for a rookie quarterback. You're always going to keep the high paid uh, running back in Ezekiel Elliott, which makes sense. What does not make sense is holding off to Dak and holding off to Amari Cooper. I just don't see that. Uh, they're both going to cost a lot of money. You could give up certain assets and you know, you can give up certain assets and, and continue to position your team for the future instead of throwing and continue to throw money out the window like it's a never-ending thing. Folks, we're in a hard cap uh, league here in the NFL, and you just can't be afford to pay somebody. Eventually, you're going to have to make cuts. Letting Amari Cooper go, letting Dak Prescott go is the way to go. Get yourself a quarterback on the chief with a first-round contract. And honestly, you're going to get someone better than Dak. I think Dak's very limited. You're going to get a better version of Dak. You're going to get somebody that can put you over the hump. We're talking about championship aspirations for Dallas here. If you do that move, you got to find, you know, places to make up for that money that you're paying, man. You got to, you can't just pay everyone. That's not a perfect world. Life isn't perfect. You're going to have to make those cuts. And I don't care what Dallas, what, what the Cowboys said that, you know, Dak's their future. I still feel like, you know, the NFL's a business, and they need to start to really consider when they're going to move off Dak Prescott and who they need to cut to be able to make up grounds as far as money in the salary cap. That's just my thought there. In other news, Le'Veon Bell has officially signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Le'Veon Bell signed a one-year deal after getting released by the New York Jets just a few days earlier. Now, if you're a fantasy football person and you have Clyde Edwards-Lair, I feel you. It's terrible. Uh, it sucks because, you know, Le'Veon is going to be a better version of Clyde. Obviously, from a football standpoint, I don't blame the Kansas City Chiefs. They drafted Clyde over later in the first round. He's failed to top more than uh, 60 yards in three consecutive games. And it's not really – he hasn't been flashing the things that he had hoped he flashed. Heck, 
I was wrong there. I thought, you know, Clyde was going to be a bona fide star in the Kansas City Chiefs offense, and he's failed to do that. He's only had one touchdown. His best game came in week one. We're already in week six. So I don't blame the Kansas City Chiefs for going after Le'Veon Bell. I feel like it's a smart choice for them, and I feel like for Le'Veon Bell, it was the smartest choice for him. He wants to get a championship. Kansas City's obviously, obviously, you know, the front winner to win a championship. Uh, this this upcoming season. I don't care what happened to them last week with the Raiders. It's an off game. Patrick Mahomes is one of the, if not the greatest, um, you know, player that there is right now. I'd argue and I'd say that, you know, Russell Wilson is, but Patrick Mahomes is a top two. Obviously, he's allowed to have off days. He's only human, folks. So I'm not going to really make much of that. I still can't say he's still the team to beat in the NFL. Now, going on to my predictions, though. So this week, I have one of my top picks. So, I have the Colts going over Cincinnati Bengals as a guaranteed win for you. So, if you're doing any survival pools, that's the matchup to go. It, the Colts, you know, are a top-five team in uh, getting not only getting pressure, but in getting sacks uh, for the 2020 NFL season. Uh, what is the weakness when you're going up against a poor offensive line and a rookie quarterback? Put pressure on him and hit him. Last week, Joe Burrow was sacked seven times by the Baltimore defense and had a miserable day. I feel like the Colts' defense, which is improving as the weeks go by, or Buckner has really made a difference, is going to continue to put pressure and apply it on Burrow, make his life miserable. And, you know, the Colts are mad. They lost a game that a lot of people had a winning against the Browns. Now, Cleveland is a decently good team, but nonetheless, the Colts you know, lost a game that they feel like they should have won. I feel like they're going to be upset. I feel like Rivers may not bounce back from a performance-wise, but I feel like the Colts will do enough to be able to make Joe Burrow's life miserable from the defensive side. And I have Indianapolis winning this game 26-13. to Next game up, we don't feel comfortable going with the Colts over the Bengals for some reason. I have the Ravens going over the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, Baltimore has the number one ranked defense. They're the second most as far as blitz ratings uh, from pro football focus. They blitz around 49.8% of the time. The only team better than that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And last week, they had just an absolute dominant performance against a battered offensive line. Now, they're not playing a rookie quarterback this year, but the Eagles' offensive line is completely battered. They're down two starting offensive linemen. Um, they're going up against, uh, you know, an older vet in Jason Peters, who left, we're not sure how much left he's got in the tank. And the fact that Carson Wentz still doesn't have a complete full health at the receiving core is going to bring a lot of questions. His uh, leading receiver, Tra- Travis Burham, who we had never heard of up to, you know, last week or two weeks ago. And it's not going to be good. Marlon Humphrey is a top three cornerback as far as, his past coverage rated by Pro Football Focus again. That's sourced, and Carson Wentz is not going to have good time to throw. And when he is going to have a couple seconds to throw, uh, I feel like he's going against an absolute brutal secondary. It's going to make his life miserable. I have the Ravens winning this game thirty-one to twenty in a complete beatdown. My next, my next game that I'm going to go ahead and pick is I'm going to take the Dolphins over the Jets. Now, a lot of people want to go ahead and point out Fitzpatrick saying that he's not playing so good. But over the last three games, Ryan Fitzpatrick has thrown, you know, five touchdowns to two interceptions. He's had multiple over 300 plus uh, yard yard passing games. And he's going up against G- a Jets defense who's absolutely brutal in just about every single category. They're 29th ranked overall. They're 27th ranked as far as uh, coverage and secondary. Brian Poole's the best corner. And there's been a lot of drama. Adam Gase is pretty much 
a lame duck uh, coach right now, just waiting to get fired. They obviously don't have a solid running back. Le'Veon Bell's been cut. And even then, they are absolutely dreadful as far as run blocking. I don't see this game being close. It's a division game, so it could be a trap game. But I feel confident in the Dolphins. If they win this game, they're a game out from in the AFC East and think of a playoff punt. So I feel like the Dolphins are going to be motivated. This is, going to, this is a better football team than what a lot of people uh, can see. I don't see why a lot of people aren't giving credit to the Dolphins. I know people are getting lost in the Tua talk, but this is a good Dolphins team. I had them going 8-8, eight eight, you know, for this season. And I really like what the Dolphins can do here, man. I completely have the Dolphins winning this game 27-20. to 20. Now for another game, I just want to go ahead and give you all some an extra pick. I'm going to go ahead and take the Steelers over the Browns. Pittsburgh, like I said earlier, they are number one as far as bringing the pressure on quarterbacks. 51.4% is the times that they blitz. Baker Mayfield is his absolute worst when he's facing pressure. If you look at all his numbers, they all drop when it comes to him having to be able to roll out. If you force Baker to have to roll out of the pocket, his completion percentage, his accuracy, his uh, touchdown interception ratio, they all take massive dips. And I personally, you know, this is the game where Baker seems to struggle. When you're playing up against a good team like Tom Bright, you're playing against a rival who's undefeated. I feel like at this point, both teams have good defenses. You know, the Steelers are ranked number ninth through pro football focus, and the Browns are ranked in the top uh, 16. Uh, that may not be entirely great, but they're decent. They're middle of the pack. But... To me, what this comes down to is you're on your quarterback. I'm going to take two times Super Bowl champion Beth Roethlisberger over Baker Mayfield. Big Ben looks to have been coming back good. He looks solid. I like what I've seen from him. And I'd like the Steelers to be able to beat the Browns in this game 31-24. to And now let me shift to this. It's time to introduce my guest for this week's show. Uh, he is the founder and CEO of Sports Thread. Please welcome to the show. All the way from Colorado, Sean Leary. How's it going, Sean? It's going great, Jose. Thank you for having me on, man. How have you been? I've been good. Working a lot, but uh, things are going well for us. Feel very, uh, very blessed to, you know, have some positive things going on during a tough time for a lot of people. So, you know, we're uh, we're very thankful. Awesome. And I remember I met you in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. This was about you know seven years ago. I want to say. Yeah, I had just uh, moved moved in there. We we're actually neighbors. Uh, now I I remember uh, you're planning to go back to Colorado. You did, and now uh, you know seven years later from the time that I met you, um, you created and you founded uh, Sports Thread. So, what is Sports Thread? So, Sports Thread is a social networking application for youth sports. Um, we do a lot of different things for a lot of different people, but basically anybody that plays youth sports or has anything to do with it, we've got something for them. We help people connect with each other in the youth sports market. So college coaches trying to recruit an athlete can make those connections and recruit kids on the social network. Athletes who just want to get promoted out to a mass audience can do that. They can get on our application and have their talent seen by over half a million people. We also have a great software as a service platform that youth sports event organizers, tournaments, leagues, showcases, ID camps, things like that. Um, can actually organize their events and communicate to their event participants um, and tons of teams use it for team chats. So we've built a, uh, a very broad platform that has different things that help different people. But ultimately, um, anybody who has a need to communicate in youth sports can do it on our app. 
That's awesome. And so we've seen the growth in it. So what was the idea since uh, you're the founder of it? What was your idea behind sports? Like what made you just, you know, sit down one day and just, you know, what popped into your head when you thought of sports thread? Yeah. Um, so, you know, before I met you, I went to a college to play baseball at a school called, uh, called Pepperdine, um, top D1 baseball program. And while I was there, they committed a NCAA violation and a lot of the athletes on campus, I think the number was somewhere around 60 um, in multiple sports programs wound up getting their scholarship pulled because uh, they were receiving uh money from an institutional grant uh, for their scholarship allotment that a lot of them didn't qualify for. wasn't the athlete's fault. The school was basically cheating. Um, And I was one of those kids. So I was getting uh, funds from the college that I was apparently not actually qualified for. So they found out that uh, the new athletic director at the time found that the programs were doing that supplementing the amount of scholarships they could give out, which if you think about it, that makes a big difference. If you can have, you know, a whole team full of guys getting 80, 90% when all the other teams, most players are getting 20, 30%. Yeah, uh, makes a huge difference um, in, uh, in the quality of your team. So I uh, had to choose between leaving the college or um, staying and paying my own way. And I didn't want to come out of school with all the debt. So I left and went to junior college, um, you know, transfer rules in baseball. You can't transfer from one school to another and play D1 ball back to back years. You got to sit out. So I went to JUCO. So I'd get, you know, get my reps in. And uh, while I was at junior college, I met a lot of other players who were working on transferring or trying to get to a division one school for the first time. And that's where I kind of had the idea of, well, you know, all these athletes are, they're dealing with very similar circumstances to me. They're trying to get recruited. They probably don't have the money to pay someone to promote them, which at the time I, I certainly didn't. And also a lot of them made the wrong choice with which school they chose to pick. Um, so I wanted to do something through technology to help athletes identify the right college, give them a platform to you know, interact with each other and get referrals on the school before they made the wrong decision and also help them uh, you know, make the process of getting to college easier. So it's a... It plays a big role in the recruiting process when you really think of it. Of course, you know, like people like I'm, I'm from Texas and, you know, I'm from the Rio Grande Valley. A lot of people don't know what the Rio Grande Valley is. But if I tell you South Padre Island, people automatically recognize what the heck I'm talking about. So it sounds like it's a great tool to be able to help people that come from, I guess, uh, cities and towns that, you know, you may have not even heard of and help them get in the eyes of scouts. Like, let's just, you know, for the sake of it, just like say Alabama, for example, if you're a football player uh, coming down, you know, from South Texas, obviously it'll help you uh, connect to it. Correct. Absolutely. We can connect any kid with any college in the country. um, And that's what a lot of the athletes use us for. And to your point, a lot of athletes in, in rural areas or just not major, you know, major metropolitan uh, cities have a hard time getting exposure now. Um, depend, it doesn't matter what sport you're playing. Scouts want to go to a place where they can see a lot of talent in a very short amount of time. Correct. Um, so a lot of kids who are, you know, living in areas where, you know, there's just not as, as much talent around them um, or, you know, just not as many games going on, it's harder to get the scouts out to look at you. That's why a lot of uh, the youth sports, um, you know, recruiting scene happens at showcases um, and elite tournaments because a scout can go into one of those and they can see, 
you know, 150 top players from all over the country in one weekend barely have to move, um, you know, from field to field or court to court or whatever. Whereas, you know, going into a, a, a you know, a place um, where they don't get as much uh, traffic, like what you're describing, it's a lot more work for the coach. Uh, so they prefer the one-stop shop. And what we get to do that I love for those, those young athletes is there's great talented players everywhere in the country, there but is. not everybody has the money to, uh, you know, to travel and to promote themselves. But we offer a freeway for the kids to get their name out there to any college and also just half a million other people who are part of our network. So it can help them elevate their status and be known by more, more people and create those opportunities um, just by posting on the app rather than having to travel and spend money. That's fantastic. So now when you open the app, you're able to, I believe athletes are able to post uh, like game tape, correct? Oh yeah. Yep. And uh, so where's the, where is the role that sports thread uh, has when it comes to coaches using the application? Yeah. So um, coaches use our app to find talent. Um, basically they want to come in, they want to filter for athletes. They want to find an athlete's profile. And then we treat their profile like an athletic resume almost, and they can load in all their film, their training tapes, their stats, their, uh, you know, their transcripts, their grades, all the stuff a coach wants to see, they can put it in one convenient location. So the coaches like that they can find the kids using filters and kind of narrow down and find a very applicable group of people. And they also like that we give a lot of information on the athletes when they go and look, look an athlete up, all of what they need to make that initial assessment is right there. And then they also really like um, that they can share the kid's profile within their staff. They can actually text a sports thread profile to, you know, maybe the recruiting coordinator or position coach um, for the kid that they're looking at, and they can direct message with the athlete to recruit them privately. And, and it's great. Uh, so I was talking about this uh, with a friend earlier, like sports, and I'm just going to use football as an example. It's evolving. We see uh, like in the NFL right now, quarterback play has definitely evolved a lot. And we see a lot of, you know, people make it. And I think a lot of that contributes to the fact that athletes or kids are getting really pushed into not, maybe not pushed into sports, but they're getting exposed to it a lot faster. So I was going uh, through sports thread and I've, I've seen that a lot of people and multiple different players on and students can actually have different access to it. And I've even seen, I saw a part of it that I guess allows uh, student athletes, even in the eighth, seventh grade to be able to participate and join the app. Is that correct? Yeah. So anybody that's 13 years old or older can be on the app. Um, and one of the things that we've focused on very hard with, with sports thread is we don't, we're not just an app that helps kids in colleges, you know, with the recruiting process, there are other reasons why people use it. And a lot of young athletes, especially, you know, in that seventh, eighth grade range, they're, they're a little too early to, you know, be focused on networking with college coaches. But what they do love to do is interact with the community and brand themselves as an athlete and feel good about, um, you know, that identity that comes with being an athlete. A lot of, you know, a lot of young kids, I think it's a very healthy way for them to, interact with other people and to, you know, express themselves in terms of being an athlete and working hard towards a goal. Um, so we, we really work with the younger age group as well as the high school kids 
um, on using sports threat as a positive outlet to, you know, lean into that identity as an athlete and to do things the right way and to pursue a goal, um, as well as, you know, obviously the other things necessary for college, getting a good education, having a good GPA. Um, but a lot of the kids just use it for fun and branding themselves and, you know, kind of leveraging that, uh, that identity as, as an athlete within our community. And it's interesting. So you say branding out. So, uh, you know, NCAA college athletes are going to start to be able to monetize, you know, from their name and just be able to really expand and actually be able to profit. Because a lot of people have thought that, and I wouldn't go as far as to say it as a crime, but a lot of these students, you know, they're risking health regardless when they're playing the sport. You know, I, I go back to football or basketball or some of these, you know, physical games where, you know, they get hurt and they can lose everything fast. But yep. now it's a good thing that, you know, the NCAA has been able to allow these players to be able to just monetize from their likeness. Where do you see a sports threads role in this whole process? Yeah. So, um, you know, for one, I, I think it's, you know, it's, it's going to be really interesting watching the way the NCAA kind of governs the monetization process. And um, that's going to be something that we, of course, are going to want to, you know, be careful with and abide by the rules and make sure that the athletes are, are, are doing things within what will allow them to stay eligible. But I think it's a great opportunity for kids. Um, you know, they, the athletes are the thing that uh, they're the brand of the college in, 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 in many cases, you know, if, if the football team doesn't put a team full of, you know, great talented athletes out there, they don't get to play. Um, and by the same token, they're also getting a, you know, an education, a college scholarship and, and, and an opportunity to, uh, to, you know, fulfill a, a lifelong dream and, and, and play college sports and get an education. So I think that there's a ton of value there, but for those athletes that have, um, that have the ability to monetize that likeness and are driving, you know, massive, uh, revenue for the program, I think it's a good thing to give them an opportunity to, you know, create, um, you know, create, uh, an additional income source, um, through, you know, through their likeness, through their brand, uh, sports thread, I think is going to play a role in that in terms of, we have kids who are amassing followings on our application and their videos get significant views. Um, so, you know, we're still at an early stage with sports thread, but as the NCAA and the monetization of athlete likeness improves and, or not improves, but comes into, um, uh, comes into fruition. I think that um, we'll see a lot of kids who use our application, who have significant followings, who will be able to post videos in exchange uh, for 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 compensation. Um, in in just like posting a picture on Instagram or on Twitter um, or on TikTok, right? You have yeah. people all over the country who are influencers in various um, in various um, industries. Professional athletes, of course, do this. Any athlete that you see, uh, you know, a golfer post a video and he's wearing a Tag Heuer watch and Tag is a sponsor. Tag wants people to see that athlete wearing their brand. Um, so for these young athletes that have followings on SportsThread, they'll be able to post things on the app as they already do. And they'll be able to create a lot of impressions, which is an opportunity for a brand um, to have their brand established and, and tied to, you know, someone who they feel is, is a good represent, uh, representative of 
their brand being the athlete, the college athlete, the kid that's playing football on a Sunday or baseball or basketball or women's uh, volleyball or, you know, whatever the sport is. Um, and that will give the athlete an opportunity to create revenue based on the unique content and the, uh, you know, the different things that they're doing uh, through sports thread or any other social platform for that matter. Now, yeah, uh, obviously I've made references to football and basketball, but you have a large variety of sports that's available on the app, correct? Yep. Every sport that uh, you can play in the NCAA, you can, you can use sports thread for, um, you can build profiles and, and promote your content out. And we actually, um, you know, help you um, see content and interact with people who have similar interests to you. So, you know, if you're a, if you're a football player, you're going to interact and see uh, with and see other football players content. Same thing with basketball, volleyball, whatever sport. Do you believe that it's uh, an advantage to uh, have the sports uh, sports uh, thread app as an opposing athlete? If you're going, uh, I guess, to play or against an opposing opponent to be able to get, I guess, film on that uh, specific person. Do you think that that's something that people could use as an edge to that? That's an interesting question. I've never been asked that before. So um, most of our athletes post highlights of themselves. Yeah. So um, if they were posting full game film, which some of our athletes do, and we actually encourage them to do that, you can put a full game film on YouTube and then host your YouTube link within SportsThread. Um, college coaches really like that because they want to see, you know, in basketball, they – college coaches watch for how you get back up the court after you miss a shot just as much as how many threes you make in a game. Yeah. Um, so for the kids who put full game film, definitely that would work. But by the same token, I, there are most of the athletes just put in highlights of themselves and you, they're going to try and make themselves look as good as possible, which is what you should do. Of course. And so what's been the most, uh, I guess, rewarding part of start of going into this journey that you've had with sports thread? Uh, two things um, on the side of working with the athletes, um, having kids tell us that we help them get a scholarship is incredibly fulfilling. And, and it's one of the things that we talk about in the office every day. Like we love to share stories and, you know, we'll, you know, kids will, do a chat with our customer service team and they'll say, Hey, you know, I'm talking to, you know, two or three coaches because of you guys and thank you for the help or we'll have kids post commitments. Um, you know, they'll say I'm blessed to receive an offer from this school and they'll post it on the app. And just knowing that we're playing a role in helping like thousands and thousands of kids um, go on and achieve um, an education and get to continue their careers is the reason why I started the company in the first place. And just to know that we've been able to, you know, kind of like affect that mission and, and, and achieve that on, on any scale feels great. Um, and then the second part would just be it, it really is interesting now as um, seeing the company as it's grown, because obviously when we started, it was just me and, and my dad was helping me a lot. Um, and then, you know, grew the team to two and then to three and then to four and, um, you know, now we have 16, uh, staff and then we have another, we're hiring three more people now. And then we have uh, another 60 plus, um, contractors and then additional attorneys and, uh, you know, a huge software development team that we work with. Like there's a hundred people now 
who work with our company and are working on building it every day. So just seeing the progression and the way things have come together and how many people are involved with the company and that it's, you know, helping people live their life and, and that, you know, all this work is paying off is, is really cool too. And it's, it's been amazing just to see it grow. Like we were just talking about this earlier. I mean, you know, I met you six, seven years ago and, you know, you were barely, I guess, starting with the idea mm-hmm. of it. Obviously I had no idea of it. And then, uh, you know, we've, you know, kept the following, uh, you know, through social networking and obviously from one, not, it's not from one day to the next, but for me, you know, if I'm looking at it through, you know, again, through social networking, it's amazing just to see, you know, the idea to the product and it's not the final, you know, product because obviously this, um, this app and, you know, this brand and the company's going to continue to grow. What's a goal that you have, uh, for your, for the company five years down the road, where do you yeah. see sports threat, Sean? Um, so I think we just achieved one of our, our biggest goals, um, what, which was getting ranked on the app store. We, um, we've been ranked as a top 200 app on the Apple app store every single day now for almost eight consecutive months. Um, that was a huge goal, very validating. Um, really the next goal and, and where we're at now today is to continue to grow, to continue to expand the number of people using the application, expand the number of connections that people have. And if I could say one thing to really sum up what, you know, perfection would be, or not, not, I guess not perfection because you can never achieve that, but the, the end goal that would be the most amazing would be if someone needed to connect with anybody for sports, they pull up sports threat as their first instinct. Um, the same way as if you're trying to find, make a connection with someone in business, you're going to pull out LinkedIn almost always. LinkedIn is synonymous with, with business networking now. Um, and if we can continue to go along the chain, same trajectory that we're on today, I think, you know, we're very close to getting to a point where if you're looking for someone in the sports world, you're going to look up, look them up on sports thread. Is there a specific uh, story? So we talked about, you know, some of the most rewarding things for you uh, running, running sports thread. Is there a specific story that hits home with you about maybe an athlete getting a, spe- a scholarship, someone specific? Man, that's that's tough because there's so many of them. Um, just one get, that you would like to talk that you would like to mention. Yeah, let me think about it for just just a moment. There's uh, quite a few. Um, yeah, um, a young athlete on the app, uh, Jay Koontz is uh, his name. Um, didn't really have much going on, no offers, and uh, we were able to help him. We were able to help him uh, get an offer. We were able to help him get a scholarship. And um, he then went and got a, a bunch of his teammates on and really just reached back out and let us know uh, how much he appreciated it. And um, that, you know, that, that, we, that we made an impact in his life. Um, so, you know, we have a lot of stories like that, but that's one that definitely sticks out in my mind that we also were able to include him in a little press coverage that we got with um, a local TV, uh, local news station as well. So. Um, but very deserving, very, very good young man, and certainly someone that we want to see succeed. That's, that's awesome. It's uh, very, very awesome. So, you know, looking back at this, it definitely does feel like sports thread is changing the way recruiting is truly done. And it's very impressive. Any advice for somebody that's 
you know, went through, you know, your earlier process and, you know, starting a company, any, any advice that you'd like to give? Go get help flat out. Like you gotta be, be, be realistic about your own um, limitations and lack of experience. If you're brand new to it and go find people who know more than you about different areas of what you want to go into. Um, you know, uh, for example, you and I were talking about you and your show, you went out and you found, um, you know, people who had had a ton of experience when you were just getting started. And I was, you know, remarking to you about how, how much I think the, your show has improved from that. Um, and you know, exactly what you did with your show is what any entrepreneur should do. They should go and seek out advice and seek out help from other people who have done what they want to do, who are experts in the areas that they're not yet experts in. And that's how you learn and that's how you improve. And you know, if it's, um, if there's one thing that I think I've, I've benefited from the most, it's, it's just asking people to help you. And in most cases, if you ask a successful person to help you, they will probably do it because if they're being realistic with themselves, someone helped them at some point in their life. That's fantastic. That's excellent advice. Uh, you know, it's probably some of the most powerful things that you could do is ask for help. And it definitely hits home with me. So now let me shift to this. So uh, you're, you're in Denver, uh, you're a Denver native, and uh, I believe uh, your favorite team is the Broncos, correct? All day, man. Denver Broncos. My dad was uh, on the team in 1983. It's in my blood. Oh, man. So it's uh, orange, you know, orange and blue. Or, oh, yeah. Correct? I, I was thinking of like the old school uniforms. Always, Roll man. back once. Uh, so uh, how do you feel about your Broncos season? Uh, it's been disappointing. Um, you know, one in three, that's not what anyone wants to see, but I think that they have a chance to climb back into it. I mean, um, the, uh, uh, the Raiders are three and two right now. Uh, so, you know, if, if we can pick up a dub this weekend, you know, I think we're still in the race. Uh, it's going to be tough having Cam just getting back off of the COVID side of things. Um, I was really hoping they would keep him out for one more week because <laughs> uh, that would really help. And the other thing I'm wondering about is, you know, Melvin Gordon just got in a bunch of trouble. So I'm hoping he plays this weekend. You know, they're actually saying that he's more than likely not going to play and he will, I don't have the source yet, but I believe that the NFL is uh, changing some protocols and he may actually get suspended about maybe three games. There's a possibility. Now, I don't have this sourced, but that's what I saw uh, right before we, we, got on, we got on this. So it's uh, going to be very interesting uh, for the Broncos. That is bad news for us. I mean, I thought he looked really good against the Jets. And um, I, at least Phil Lindsay's healthy again. You know, yeah. I mean, that at least he's back. I mean, he got that turf toe thing going on. And that he's, I think he's either listed as playing for sure or probable. Um, from Monday. And I, I also was really glad to see that the Broncos had the game move from Sunday to Monday. I mean, there's so many guys on that roster that are just banged up. Like I think they need they, that extra day is going to help them. Correct. And so um, what do you think of Drew Locke? I meant to ask you. Um, I'm a fan. I, I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he plays this weekend. Um, you know, I think that, uh, I think I think we need him to. I think we need him back. Uh, there's no question Absolutely. about it. We need our we need our number one guy on the field. Um, you know, and if he if it's not him, then you know I I wonder what Elway's going to do to 
you know, look for somebody else. I saw some stuff about Trevor Simeon maybe coming in at some point and uh, Matt Stafford. Those would be some long shots. But oh, uh, goodness. Hey, man, until, until, until Drew Locke's not the guy, he's the guy. And I, I, want him, I want him on the field, and I think he gives us the best shot to win. So until we have somebody else, that's, that's, who, we're, that's who we got to roll with, you know? Absolutely. I'm assuming uh, you've been to a couple of Denver games, correct? Absolutely. Best atmosphere in the world, man. How is it like, uh, I guess, when, the, when it's winter there? Uh, freezing. It's very cold, but, you know, that's, that's what the beer's for. No, I'm just playing. The best thing about the Broncos games is, is the atmosphere, and it's fun, and everyone's energetic, jumping up and down and screaming. And if you're going to a, a football game in December, like, you layer up, so it's not that big a deal. Um, but I think it's a great time and it gets so loud and everybody just absolutely loves it. Like Denver's a, Denver is a football town, man. As much as everyone loves the Alves and the Nuggets and, um, the rest of the teams, it's, it, people bleed blue and, uh, blue and orange here. That's, that's a fact. I have a, it's funny, actually, I have a, two friends that actually recently moved to Denver. One was originally from there as well, and one just moved there. And, they, you know, they, they comment the same thing when I ask them what it's like. They just told me right away, again, knowing me, they, they hate the Patriots over there. So I'm, I'm assuming that's going to be a, true, a truthful statement there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I know, uh, I know Belichick's got a, uh, a great record coming off bye weeks, so I'm hoping I'm hoping Locke can mess that record up a little bit this weekend. Absolutely. Uh, fi- fi- final thing: uh, Do the Broncos make the playoffs? Yeah, yeah, man. I can't. I can't. You're going. Doubt you're going. I can't doubt my team. They're winning this weekend. We're going to two and three, and uh, you know they just need a couple things to go the right way. But uh, I think you know they're a wild card slot. There's no question about that. I mean the Broncos aren't going to beat out the chiefs for, uh, for the, divi- uh, for the conference or for the division. But I do think that, you know, a wild card isn't out of the question. They're not mathematically eliminated yet. So we are correct. And any, uh, last thing you'd like to share, Sean? No, I think, uh, I think it was, um, I think it was a great, uh, great time getting to come on and talk with you. Um, definitely looking forward to seeing the Broncos play this weekend or Monday, excuse me. Um, and you know, anybody who is looking to get their name out there, make connections in youth sports, go to college, save money on, you know, recruiting or any of the other services we offer. I would just recommend that you go to the app store, Google play store or the Apple app store and, uh, search for sports thread and download it. Uh, we've got a great team. that will help you use the app and, uh, we'll support you in whatever you're trying to, um, achieve. And for every one of my listeners, I'm actually going to have a sports thread link down below in the description of this video. I want to thank you again, Sean, for just taking the time out of your busy schedule for coming on the show. Thank you very much. I appreciate you, Jose. And uh, for everyone listening, uh, that's it for uh, this week's show. Thanks for listening. Again, I appreciate the time you all put into this. I'll catch you later, guys. Goodbye.